0: Welcome along then to the final match build-up show of the season. And once again, this episode is sponsored by OneFootball. Do make sure you check out the excellent free OneFootball app to be first to know and kept up to date with all of the latest transfer news. Find all the match facts and stats and all the live scores all in one place. Check out the OneFootball app. The link is in the description below. So we've made it to the end of the season then, and thankfully we were safe a few weeks ago. I'm not sure I could have endured a final day escape that we saw so many times in the 1990s, but I think it's fair to say uh, this season it's been long, it's been exhausting, but I suppose only half as exhausting as it were uh, than last season, but I'm sure you'd agree with me. I think we're certainly feeling a lot more confident this time round with Ralph captaining this ship. So then here it is the curtain call of the season, the final home game against Huddersfield Town. So coming up then on this week's show, we return to the Five Rivers uh, for our first half of the show and discuss the importance of finishing strongly and a chance to finish with a flourish. And as for the opposition, I chat to a Huddersfield Town reporter and ask what it's really been like to watch the Terriers this season. And we think
1: our season's been relatively bad Let's just find out how Huddersfield fans feel. It's important to finish positively. Give the fans... The fans have been fantastic in the second half of the season. They've really latched onto the enthusiasm that the Rouse generated. They've seen players that they thought were rubbish suddenly performing like internationals. Mm. You know, and, and all of a sudden, you want to go to the games. You, you're looking forward to the weekend. Mm. And I've, I've got to be honest, there was a time this season when the only reason I was going down there was to go and have a drink with my mates. <sighs> yeah.
2: I think in many ways people felt as if the season ended yeah, on Sunday. <laughs> you know, it was the send-off for the chairman. It was all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I, I think there'll still be a decent number of people going down there. But, yeah, it's just it's just one of those things, isn't it? It's um, I think it's been a very, very difficult season.
0: As usual now, then, the episode is available to download if you click on the card above my head if you're watching on YouTube or it's available to download on more audio platforms below the show so you can listen to it on the go. Lots to tell you about elsewhere, though. A few charitable causes to mention, including Franny Benali's Iron Fran and also the Saints Foundation Big Bike Challenge. And to send off the season in style, there will be a live band down at the Five Rivers this Sunday. But before we even get to any of that, let's kick off our final match build-up show of the season, Southampton versus Huddersfield Town. <sighs> Back where it all started then, here at the Five Rivers. Mm-hmm. We were here at the start of the season, here at the end of the season. Clive's with me to, I suppose, look forward after exhausting season for the final game of the season, Huddersfield at Home, but I suppose before we get there, mate, a case of deja vu really at London Stadium. Uh the, the ground is really starting to become a bit of a horror show for
1: us. Yeah, it's not too too good for the supporters either. It's not a good it's not a good day out. Well, the day out in London's all right, but the actual stadium experience is rubbish. <laughs> um so yeah, it was it was disappointing. Um given the side that Ralph had picked, he obviously wanted to look at people. I I wasn't I was expecting us to put up maybe a bit more of a fight, mm. um, and I think we did second half. We did, uh, but obviously conceding that first goal, you're up against it then. And and West Ham, West Ham could, uh, when we did push, could play on the break when they were really dangerous. So.
0: And I suppose if we look at the starting lineup as well, you know, a couple of players, I suppose by, by surprise for the fans, but it wasn't too much of a surprise for Ralph. He teased it in midweek that he was going to give some of the chance, some uh, the players a chance,
1: uh, and we saw Fraser Forster and Ellie Lucy from the start of the weekend. Yeah, we did. It, some supporters were a bit critical, but I think it's it's a fair shout from Ralph that you would you can never replace um, training, you know, with a full match situation against premiership opponents. And El- Elianisi, he had some nice touches. He worked very hard, but I just think his physical stature is that he's struggling in the Premier League and, mm. and he probably would be better off playing in a foreign league where it's slightly less physically demanding. Um, what sort of money we would get for him? I really don't know. But um, as far as Forster goes, I'm glad to see him back because apparently he's had uh, problems off the pitch, mm. um, and who knows what they are. That's that's something personal. But I was I was glad to see him back. Okay, you say he's at fault for the second goal, but he also made a string of fine saves, and you know he looks solid enough to me. Other than that one blemish. For the second goal,
0: yeah, and I suppose if you look at it, uh, the the selection at the back too, that it, we went for a forwarder back with Stevens and Bednarac, Vestergaard and Yoshida remain injured. Vestergaard, we know now, is out to the end of the season. Yep. He used to have an operation on his groin, but we, I think we we lack that leadership on the pitch from Yoshida. And I suppose if we highlight Fraser Forster's efforts, to me, you can't fault too much uh, his performance. You know, he made some some decent saves, he did. Some comfortable saves,
1: but he did. you know, and uh, when he parried the ball away, it went distance, so he got it away from trouble. Mm. And, you know, maybe that's something that that Angus isn't quite so strong on. So for all the criticism that that Fraser took, and I I think the crowd, some of the crowd that sarcastically cheered him when he used to catch the ball, they want their heads seen too, to be (laughs) honest, because as a goalkeeper, it's horrendous. When you go for a bad run, look at, I mean, look at, supposedly the best keeper in the world, De Gea, Mm. is having a nightmare time right now. So it does happen. And the last thing you need is your own fans taking the piss. Um, and I think Bournemouth had it a few weeks ago with uh, Boric or Begovic, Bo- Boric both Begovic they season. were both getting stick you know you're supposed to be supporting your football team it doesn't do any good at all I understand criticism that's fair enough after the game, but during a game, it's it's just it's just rubbish. Mm. It and, and I suppose that's the problem that Forster has had over the last yeah. sort of eighteen his months. His confidence, or so. Freddie.
0: Absolutely, his confidence has been shot. Confidence, you know, it, yeah. it could, could be said that he was he was he's been down a dark, deep hole yeah, in the de- sort of depression, and all the criticism that he's been
1: seen on social media. And from our point of view, he's he was on a long contract, so other clubs are looking in, thinking, "Well, don't really want to buy him." You know, his head's gone, his confidence is gone. Yeah, you know, yes, he was he was a very very good Premiership keeper, but mm. his market value must be negligible right now. So we need him back in the fold, and and hopefully he can he can do that. And yeah, some of those saves on on Saturday were were pretty damn decent. His communication was good, kicking was fine. It's one thing that's been criticised in the past, mm. you know. So all round, it was just that second goal really, and and we did. If you look at it from a defensive point of view, we did let that guy get pretty damn close on goal before he. He, he put that cross in, mm. you know. Some, some, of the, some of the approach play for the defence wasn't very good on Saturday.
0: But I suppose if we look at the, the three goals in, in, in detail, I mean, it's, if we start with the first goal, another sort of catastrophic error, which led to the goal. Valerie this time, reading Jack Stevens's
1: textbook, <laughs> um, you know, the, the, the mistake that he made against Bournemouth, it wasn't yeah, fatal that day. It was but, just yeah. short, wasn't it? It, it? it was probably the right, you know, maybe he thought in his head he'd made the right choice, but noticed not just these, those last two uh, chances, mm. but quite a few times where Saints have lost the ball in possession mm. going across in midfield and teams have picked up. In the Premiership, you will get punished. Not so much in the Championship. You know, that's, that's something that we're going to have to... Ralph, Ralph again, it's, it's, it's a learning process for him as much as it is, as it is for the players. Mm. We want to play football in midfield. We want to be progressive going forward, but we have been caught out a few times mm. And it's, it's either led to goals or very near misses from the opposition. And, and we need to, that is something that he needs to improve on with as, as a defending as a team, I think, is, is the thing. Maybe there's the recovery, the minute that that ball breaks down, getting guys behind the ball quicker. But it's difficult. Premier League these guys are sharp yeah and it's
0: Arnatovich once again causing us all sorts <sighs> yeah. of nightmares you know yeah. we said it was a horror ground it's starting to become a bit like a nightmare on Elm Street down at um, Well, or, 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 to, to stick with the horror of thriller films the locals
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean um, yeah Arnavich, not... they call him Arnie he was a bit like the
1: Terminator again scoring two goals yeah it's, it, it's annoying it's really annoying because he should be off in Japan where he was going really for his payday <laughs> you know but he didn't he didn't did he and uh, that fell through and a two-hour cost, unfortunately.
0: Mm. He's starting to become a bit of a villain. Uh, and he respawns every time against Saints, you know, yeah. like the Terminator Well, he's been sent
1: off twice as well, so he hasn't had it all his own way. But, yeah, he uh, is annoying. I guess if we
0: look at elsewhere, I mean, you know, obviously Elinousi did start. Uh, but for me, I, he didn't really, uh, you know, uh, do himself any favours. in did he do anything of note, but nothing did he. Did,
1: he he did, did one little flick over the top, but then he volleyed wide. You know, it was uh, one of those ones like Matty used to do, but he put it in the net, and and, and put it wide. But I, I'm not going to hang him out to dry for that. But at least he he, he had the ability to do that, and he mm. and he does show some nice touches. But I just think physically he's not quite up to it and that he'd be better off in a foreign league.
0: Yeah, and I've, I've spoke to various different podcasts this week, in fact, yeah. asking about his future. Um, I'm sure we will talk about it later on in a few weeks' time in our of season reviews as well, so do look out for that one. Mm. And, and I suppose at halftime, um, actually, to tell you the truth, Clive, uh, uh, some of my friends and I were having a little bit a little of a sweepstake on the day, to see when uh, Ellie Noose was going to get hooked off. Hooked off, um, right, yeah. Someone said uh, 30 minutes, I said 45, because he's rarely finished Beyond the yeah. half this season, yeah. somebody says 60, 85. Well, but, but to all of us, yeah. uh,
1: nobody won because he finished all 90 he f- minutes. He finished all 90 minutes. Well, you, you know, you look back at Tadic and Lalana, they hardly ever finished 90 minutes. <laughs> So these creative players seem to have a, a disease that they can't last ninety minutes. I don't mm. know what it is, but physically, just not quite there, lads. Mm. Is he really? And I suppose if, I we lo-
0: if we look at the second half quickly, uh, mm. a, a small positive of note. I mean, Nathan Redmond—he's been that key figure this season, mm. really sort of yep. uh, being the influence, the lead-up to goals, being involved in so many goals, assists yep. this season. And he, I suppose he was the only threat going forward. And well, speculative,
1: it was the only shot on target that day. He made a difference in thirty seconds, didn't he? But he unfortunately turned. A, Tried to get to turn onto his right foot, where if he turned onto his left, he might have been able to get a shot off straight away, mm. straight at... Um, what's his name, the old Swansea lad? Uh, uh, Fabianski. Fabianski. He, he, you know, if he'd if he just turned the other way to his left, that that would have been a great little... And then, look, after half-time, we did have a right-old go at West Ham, but mm. it, it wasn't to be. Um, the fans got excited for a bit, mm. the Saints fans, and, and they gave them good support. And it it just it just went against us with the second goal yeah and then very quickly the third and, and and that was you know you thought the second was was a game over anyway to be honest mm. and i suppose for the first 15 minutes of the second half we had a good spell trying to uh,
0: grow into the game but those two goals almost you know quickly Uh, Killed the game off and, and, you know, once again, it is uh, Arnautovic that scores the the second goal for him. But I suppose Forster was a little bit unlucky in that respect, although he tries to parry it away. He he punched it literally to the only position on the pitch where Arnautovic has stood. It bounces up, but the problem I have with that header is unchallenged.
1: It's unchallenged, but I don't know, Freddie, he he should have probably punched it over the bar or, you know, away from goal. Mm. But then again, as I say, the, the, the West Ham player was pretty close when he put the cross in so I didn't have much time to react mm. but um it's yes it is disappointing but it's not a car crash mm. you know like some people are going off on the internet about oh this is dreadful and Ralph's tried a few different things it hasn't come off mm. he's learned lessons and we look forward to next season we look forward to a decent transfer window because above all that's what we need and mm. you know he's maybe he's putting people in the shop window Maybe he's thinking, oh, I can keep this lad, he's, he's decent, I'm mm. going gonna, gonna to persevere. Can, can we say anybody that was on
0: the pitch on, on Saturday done himself any favours to add an extra zero to their value? I mean, Jack Stevens, you know, he seems to be the flavour of the month, the scapegoat at the moment. Yeah. And it could be said that he was at sixes and
1: sevens, being Twist Turner inside out for that third goal. Well, he's struggled lately, hasn't he? And, it, and it's difficult to see a positive future for him at Southampton. But I'm, I'm convinced he could make a career in, in the Championship at the very least. You know, he could do a turn for, for maybe one of the promoted clubs. But I think I think as far as, far as his future goes at Southampton, then you, you'd have to say it's, it's sad because we've developed him mm. from a youth. and uh, Although Plymouth had him first yeah, that's right. and, and then we, we took him over. Um, so it's, it's, it's sad in a way. And, and the lad obviously has, you know, very strong feelings for Saints. But, mm. but sometimes you've just got to move on for your own good. And I suppose um,
0: it's, that's obviously a key area that we will be uh, looking at in the summer to, to invest into. And it's quite obvious that we are lacking a leader. We're, we're, we're so uh, weak in that department, I would say. But I suppose if we look ahead to the final game of the season, Huddersfield, this is the probably the best opportunity for three
1: points. Well, you, you like to think so, but... Uh, you know, Huddersfield gave Man United a, pr- a pretty decent game. Mm. And uh, in, in recent weeks, they've shown a lot of spirit. It's, it often happens, doesn't it? When a team goes down, they play with, um, without any fear. But uh, yes, we should, we should have enough about us to, to have, a, have a decent ending to the season and, and hopefully finish 15th, is it? <laughs> we, can we can
0: go get... as high as 15th. 15th. Uh, well, if...
1: look, it, it don't sound that great. But if you told me that at Christmas, I'd be... I'll be doing cartwheels.
0: Yeah, well, we can't finish any any lower than where we are. But we, it's, I suppose, well, we're only playing, could if Brighton, win, but
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, but we got only
0: a, a small uh, sort of uh, advance on the, on the goal difference. Actually, in fact, on Brighton, but mm. I suppose it's an extra two million pounds to play for, and it should uh, should Burnley lose, I think it's Arsenal. They've got Well, That'll that buy game. some
1: clackers, won't it? I suppose. <laughs> but seriously, it, it, it's important to finish positively. Give the fans. The fans have been fantastic in this second half of the season. They've really latched onto the enthusiasm that the Rouse generated. They've seen players that they thought were rubbish suddenly performing like internationals, mm. you know. And, and all of a sudden, you want to go to the games. You, you're looking forward to the weekend. Mm. And I've, I've got to be honest, there was a time this season when the only reason I was going down there was to go and have a drink with my mates, <sighs> yeah, really. And and the football was secondary. Mm. But now everybody's enthusiastic about it, and that says everything you need to know about Ralph he's done wonders to
0: say yeah. the least you know the job that he's done uh, I mean started off with a free beer for everybody uh, for the, for the yeah. game against uh, was it Arsenal Yeah. and yeah. from there everybody's sort of had a small love affair with him and, and you know we, we're all confident that, we've we'll, needed- that we'll do well next Look, season
1: I think we've wanted someone to latch on to a, a, a manager that you felt shows passion shows enthusiasm celebrates with the fans mm. what's wrong with that? Mm. What's wrong with that? What's got to be this sudden? I'm all serious. I've got to go down the tunnel and <laughs> and do my team talk. No, go and it, it's it's a moment after a game like Arsenal and Tottenham. And let's let's be honest. Before Christmas, would you have said we were going to beat Wolves, Everton, and Leicester? Mm. Tottenham and Arsenal was very very special occasions. It will live in people's memories for years. But mm. but those other games, if we're thinking about moving into the middle part of this. The uh, the league next season, and let's let's hope and, and and everyone's enthusiastic about that. Those are the sort of games we're going to have to win on a regular basis. Mm, absolutely, and I suppose what we could see is a return
0: to the strongest eleven. What would you say would be the strongest team? Would would you go back to the strongest side or, or keep well, the players in the shop
1: window? I, I personally, I would because I I, I think I think we, we we desperately need to finish on a, a positive note going into the summer, thinking looking forward to next season. It's it's been. You know, we went a whole half season winning one game. Yeah, and and before that, it was it wasn't much was much better, was it? Mm. So things have turned round. It, it's a it's a question, a little bit like you know when we went League One to the Premier. We've got a bit of momentum going now. Mm. Let's keep it going. Let's sign somebody, a t- couple of top players. I I don't know who we're going to sign. I haven't got a clue. Mm. But and and I'd hope to think that that. Ralph Hassan, told, Hassan, who and his team will have strong connections in Europe yeah. to get to get some really good players. I can think of guys in the championship, guys on the fringes in the premiership. But, you know, it's, it's entirely up to the boss. Mm, and
0: uh, I suppose hopefully it will be a feel-good factor. Uh, it'd be good to sign off with a win. Huddersfield have sent two blocks back, so hopefully yeah, the, the home support will take that. Although... The prices
1: for the for the ticket, I think the cheapest was what thirty nine pounds for a, to see a relegated team. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, well, okay, that's that's a bit naughty. Um, you know, for all the good things that have gone on, like you know, obviously it's not Saints, but holding the thirty pound cap at away games, yeah. And the season tickets going down, that's really good. Having an open session, uh, Wednesday. training session, yeah. which is which again is a positive step by the club. It, 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 it's, it, yeah, come on guys, thirty nine pounds. Mm. Really, and that's that's
0: for an adult, by the way. But um, I suppose, hopefully, uh, we win on Saturday, and we can come down here to the Five Rivers where they've got a live band on um, uh, for a sort of a a grand opening downstairs for the for the lounge, if you like. And just a a small note, actually. In fact, uh, our our mate Francis Bernali completed his uh, Ironman uh, challenge, seven Ironmans in seven days—a truly incredible challenge. Um, Mm -hmm. As we speak, he's just shy of one million pounds, but hopefully, as the bucket collections come in and all the. The counts have been verified and
1: all the votes have been counted. Um, hopefully, he will smash that one million target. Yeah, again, he, it, it's, it's an incredible achievement. And uh, I don't know what he's going to do next, fly to the moon or something like that. But <laughs> seriously, Franny, <laughs> don't do yourself any mischief, mate, because these things are damaging. Uh, but it is it's a fantastic cause that, that you've done and, and you're a credit to this city. And really, I hope there's some sort of honour for you, you know, in the new year, let's say. Great stuff, Clive. We'll see you at the weekend. Okay, all the best, brother. Cheers.
0: Thanks again to Clive and the Five Rivers once again for hosting us. And as mentioned, do get yourself down to the Five Rivers this Sunday evening after the game for some live music to send the season off in some style and for the grand opening of the Downstairs Bar. Head to the Five Rivers pub Facebook page to find out more or you can click on the link Below, if you're watching on YouTube. But for now, a few other things to tell you about. And as mentioned earlier on, then, as we recorded earlier this week, we, we said that Franny was just shy of that £1 million target. But now, as I record later on this week, I'm delighted to announce that Franny has absolutely smashed that £1 million target. An absolutely incredible effort all round by Franny. And of course, the Iron Fran support team has been there every single second along the way. And uh, a wonderful welcome it was at the Southampton Guildhall last Sunday to to really welcome him home after this tr- truly epic uh, challenge. Franny, if you're watching or listening along now, uh, I think it's about time you put your feet up and hopefully uh, no more challenge. You deserve a rest, mate. But congratulations, a wonderful effort all round. Elsewhere, though, uh, I want to say a big shout out to all of the Saints Foundation big bike challenge riders cycling from Huddersfield Town, the John Smith Stadium to St. Mary's Stadium this weekend. Well over 250 miles for the Saints Foundation cause. If you want to uh, donate or find out more, head over to the Saints Foundation website or if you're watching on YouTube, you can click on the Just Giving link just above my head. So that'd be a wonderful effort if you can uh, You can add to that cause for everybody Involved A good cause, no less. And of course, a match build-up show this season would not be complete without your travel advice. For the final time this season, and it is by no surprise, and there's no rest for a Southwestern Railway once again this weekend, there are bus replacements this time from Basingstoke onto Southampton Central this weekend. So anybody travelling from the north, Good luck getting to and from the ground this weekend. And another little piece of news to tell you about. We will be recording our end of season reviews next week. So if you do want to get involved, you can record yourself. uh, Make sure you do it landscape and you can send over your clips to the uglyinside at gmail.com. Or you can get in touch with us with the comments on the usual social pages. Leave it down below in the YouTube uh, video. Or send us a note and maybe your favourite moment of the season. Who surprised you the most? Who was your player of the season? And maybe your goal of the season. Do you break the uh, the trends of the official votes that were announced earlier this week? But for now, though, all of that out of the way. For the final time this season, let's speak to our opposition in the second half. <laughs> So then welcome along to our final second half of this match build-up show. Uh, joining us on the line, who better to ask than a uh, chair of the uh, Huddersfield Town Supporters Association, actually uh, in cohesion with the FSF too, doing a lot of good work there. Uh, good to speak to you again, Jim Chisholm, how are you?
2: Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, just been, been relegated for a while now though, so, um, <laughs> but otherwise I'm fine. <laughs> Well,
0: I suppose uh, let's start with some positive uh, news, I suppose. Uh, slightly out of character, in fact, last weekend, a draw against Manchester United, who seemed like actually you'd, you took a bit of advantage over them. Uh, they're, they're free-falling at the moment and uh, you know a bit about out, out of character for the Terriers last week.
2: Yeah, I think one of the most average sides I've seen come to the John Smith Stadiums in, in a long time. I've actually, you actually know, had two seasons in the Premier League. Uh, we beat them in the first season and drew with them in the second season so I think we're, we're unbeaten at home by Man United in about 17,000 days as it, <laughs> as it works out uh, but it was a good battling performance as, as poor as Man United were we seem to have settled on this midfield trio of Bakuna Hogg and Moy uh, we pressed really high uh, we knew they were going to play a high line, you know, so we kept hitting a lot of long balls. and We had a lot of pace with the likes of Benzer and Grant, and it, it worked. And even though it was a, a draw, it felt like a win.
0: And I suppose it was a, a natural progression, and if you like, uh, Jan Siebert sort of to succeed, um, you know, uh, David Wagner. But he done an incredible job last season, just to keep you up. I mean, finishing on 37 points, it's not been... It's been quite unlucky this time around uh, under, under Jan Asiva. I mean, what, what is his approach? Mainly, what have you taken from his
2: tactics? I think, in a, in a way, he's in the Wagner mould. Um, and in many ways, in the in the Hasenhutl mould, in the Klopp mould. Uh, he came from Dortmund too. So, high-pressing, very aggressive football, trying to win the ball back, quick transitions. I think Wagner in the second season realised that you can't give... Top quality sides space in the Premier League. So we settled on a on a back three and a back five at times with we a very much process possession focused. I think in terms of Sievert's approach, it's it's slightly different. It's a 4-3-3, three, three, and it's very much a case of uh, pressing high and getting the ball forward as quickly as possible, which means we take more risks, and in this league. Unfortunately, that means that more of those risks are punished.
0: Mm, it almost seems like uh, you've been quite exposed, and, and the frailties have really sort of uh, you know been highlighted this season. In fact, but I suppose you know uh, the addition of was it Carlon Grant from uh, from Cholton, Was it Chelten in, in in the January window?
2: Yeah, that was it. I believe about two point five million. He is now our top scorer with I believe four goals, which <laughs> tells you all you need to know about our season. But um, yeah, he just added something a bit different. He's kind of an all-round modern centre forward. He's got pace. He's relatively good in the air. He can play off the shoulder of of the defenders, and you know he's he's happy to shoot from wherever. So he's just added something a bit different, something that we were lacking, really.
0: I suppose there's been a bit of a uh, some of the characters in the team have been a bit of a, a enigma, I suppose. You know, actually, sort of taking the headlines last season with early wins. You know, at the start of the season. I think you were top for the first three weeks, unbelievably. Um, but I suppose Grant has been the real standout figure recently, hasn't he? Um, do you think, uh, obviously, I think he was uh, bought in for the championship for the future. I mean, how many players are you going to struggle to hang on to uh, next season?
2: I think we'll struggle to hang on to the likes of, I mean, Congolo definitely will be playing at a, a higher level of the championship and, and deserves to. The same with my um, probably Eric Derm, um, one of the right backs, can play left back as well. Probably likes Steven Mounier, Lauren Depoitre up from Um, we'll probably build a team around Schindler, who I think will stay. Um, Jonathan Hogan and Janino Bacuna, who's kind of gone under the radar a bit, but he's one of that 21 year old midfielder who's absolutely fantastic, epitomises, I think, everything about. That your know, so-called terrier identity aggressive in your face, and then Grant. So it's a question of building it around those those. There's some players who, I think, to be fair, even our now former chairman said it yesterday that that some of the players have have been a disgrace. They think they're better than they are, and you know, in his words, they down tools at Christmas. And again, in his words, he'll be absolutely happy to see the back of some of them think uh the fans have stuck behind the team but we're all aware of of some players who have just not given back what I believe we've given them in the in the Premier League. Because you know it was rocking at Man United yesterday and it's been rocking every single game, whether home or away. Um and you can't say that of, of many teams in the in the Premier League or, or anywhere else who've only got you know we've only got fifteen points. Since we played you, we've got only got five points on the board. Um so I, I think we've been very good in, in that respect
0: I guess you have said something there in fact about the the changes that are about to happen behind the scenes as well the current chairman being through you know obviously from the doldrums uh or I suppose league one on to championship but he's stepping away now and and, and there's the, a new a new chairman coming in uh, I suppose what can you tell us about him is there going to be much investment are you, are you looking forward to or looking to bounce straight back but it's, it's never a given to to bounce back is it
2: no, I, I think people were a bit surprised. In you know, the, the Dean Hoyle's tenure has been amazing, like unparalleled success. Getting to the championship, then getting to the Premier League, staying in the Premier League for a season. He is a lifelong fan, you know, from the terrace to the boardroom, and he really is, you know, one of us. And I think we've all all, all felt that. Um, and he's, he's bankrolled the club out of his own pocket. Phil Hodgkinson, um, from what we know, publicly available information isn't a, a very rich man and, and we're wondering how the deal is structured um, because he doesn't appear to have a great deal of personal wealth. So what the message coming out of the club is that the next year we won't blow our brains out with spending lots of money. It'll be one in, one out and it certainly won't be parity. If we get, you know, 15 million from Moy, we won't spend 15 million on. It's very much a case of balancing the books and being sensible. Um, so I think... That is the sensible approach. The Championship's a very competitive league and I think we will struggle to bounce straight back. And
0: I suppose the season that you did come up, you had one of the lowest budgets, in fact, coming up from the Championship, if not the lowest as well. But I suppose if we keep the, the topic back on the on the pitch, though, as you said, 15 points this season, um, it's only marginally better than the record low of Derby County in 07-08, you know. And, and and Aston Villa of a 17 uh, points recorded uh, only a few seasons ago. But I suppose last season you had a bit of a fear factor, taking a few big scalps at home. And I suppose, how can you summarise it in a nutshell?
2: This season um, it is what it is. I mean, what I think one thing to point out is that under Wagner and that kind of period where Wagner decided to walk because he felt as if he couldn't turn things around, there was this 10 game period where we, we lost every game by, you know, essentially by one goal. And we really were in, we were competitive in those games. We were defensively solid. We weren't conceding a lot. And, you know, we had a penalty overruled by a linesman that was given at Cardiff. We hit the post against Liverpool, had a goal disallowed. I felt as if we were well organised and we we were just unlucky. Um, under Siva, I think initially it was hard to see what he was trying to do, but now I think he's struck up up upon a formula, um, but I, I think you know, like, in a way, it's to be expected, and we just haven't had the rub of the green at all. And I suppose it's been difficult
0: for the fans, hasn't it? You know, going up and down the country. Obviously, you're one of the northern, one of the most northern sort of uh, teams in the entire league. Um, I hear that town have sent about two blocks this weekend down the St. Mary's. Uh, have you? Do you think the fan base have been this often And I mean, I suppose it's, it's right at the very end of a exhausting season, to say least, for Huddersfield.
2: I think in many ways people felt as if the season ended uh, on Sunday (laughs) you know it was the send off for the chairman it was all that kind of stuff but you know I I think still be a decent number of people going down there and obviously it's £20 uh, tickets which is a great initiative really good club fun day out um, on the seaside if the weather um, improves slightly Um, but yeah it's just it's just one of those things isn't it it's um, I think it's been a very, very difficult season,
0: mm, and I, I do, obviously I do wish a bit of luck as well to come to come back up. And it's quite admirable, you know, the, the, the sort of uh, promotion that you had a couple of seasons ago on the on the smallest shoestring of budgets as well. But you know, you, you mentioned that Seva and, and I suppose Hasenhüter are in the same sort of mold. What, what have you made of uh, Saints, sort of briefly under Ralph that They come sort of from the same school of German football, haven't they?
2: Yeah, I think I think you you are playing pretty good football. You know, you, you, as in your know, 38 points out of your sort of safe, you know, with seven points. I mean, from what I've seen, it seems exciting, but the results have been a bit patchy. I don't know what you think. Mm. Um, I don't know whether you felt as if you enjoy the football more or...
0: We're certainly an improvement than Mark Hughes. Uh, we're progressive. <laughs> we're like you're saying. We're we're pushing high up the pitch. We're forcing uh, mistakes into our opposition, and actually we're starting to enjoy the football once again. There was a point earlier on this season, right, a sort of a week or two before Mark Hughes eventually got the sack. We were thinking, uh, how much longer can we take of this? But Ralph has lifted the team from from top to bottom.
2: Yeah, and for me, like. Mark Hughes was not a Southampton manager. You know, when I think of Southampton, I think of quite attractive, attacking technical football. Um, And and Hassan O'Hall seems to have fit that mould perfectly. He probably just needs a proper summer transfer window to bring in players that can play his style.
0: Mm. All right. So all that being said then, Jim, um, final game of the season, uh, final away game for you in the Premier League, uh, at least for this season. Uh, What do you think the approach is going to be? What's your, uh, I suppose, your prediction?
2: I think we'll we'll just set up to attack. It's the last game of the season. (laughs) You know, it doesn't matter. I think we'll just go hell for leather. I think we'll put some youth players on. And I think we'll probably lose three, two. I think there'll be goals in it. I think you'll set up to attack as well. And I think it'd be a really good, you know, kind of... Germanic gig and pressing game a fun
0: afternoon for all I suppose yeah um, hopefully good to speak to you, and I suppose if anybody wants to catch up with your writings and I suppose anything else that wants to follow you else, elsewhere for all of the things that you are doing off the pitch too how can we find
2: you yeah so on Twitter it's at Jim underscore Chisholm and if you're interested in my, my musings about football and anything else it's com.
0: great stuff good to speak to you. all the best I suppose next season and hopefully we do speak again soon
2: Yeah, thank you very much. See you later.
0: Cheers, mate. Thanks again then to Jim for joining us after what must be an exhausting season for Huddersfield fans. And if you do want to see what he's up to, head over to his Twitter page or head over to his website so you can read all of his latest articles. But there you have it then. Thank you so much for sticking with us uh, by this week, by listening and watching along on YouTube. And in fact, I want to say a huge thank you to all of you for uh, watching this season. But do appreciate your support. And some of you may have noticed that we did change our format slightly this season. I did try a few things differently, tried to break the mold, you know. But uh, let us know how you think we got on uh, and what things we may can improve on into next season. I do appreciate your feedback. But we will be back uh, later on this weekend for the fan reactions. And I'll be back in about a week or so for our end-of-season reviews. And if you want to get involved, do make sure you send us your clips to theuglyinside at gmail.com or get in touch with us by commenting or on the usual social pages. But for now, though, thank you for sticking with us this season for the final time. Come on, you saints.